November 2018, I sat in front of an interview panel competing for a job as an administrative assistant. It paid $14 an hour and required a degree. (laughs) With sweaty palms, a racing heart, and the knowledge that I was just one of many interviewing, I wondered, how could I stand out to be picked? After several interviews, I struggled to stand out from the herd, but I knew. I knew I was a powerful asset to have and they just couldn't see it. I'm teachable, determined, and scrappy when I need to be, but I couldn't help them see that. One call to a friend changed everything when she said, why don't you work for clients online instead of in person? Something shifted in me and I started researching becoming a virtual assistant. I read articles, paid for courses to teach me how to launch and asked questions to others in the industry. And I learned this shit sounded stagnant. Sure, they were virtual, but they were still embodying the corporate rigidity and mindset. And if I was going to do this, I was going to do it in an entirely different way. So I put on my blinders and launched a business without using any of the lessons, feedback, and guides I had in front of me. And within two weeks, I was fully built. Within one year, I was earning double the income I would have if I'd accepted a job offer from any of those interview panels. And then I started teaching others to do the same. Hi, I'm Lorelai Taylor. This podcast is where we candidly share our journeys. Mine as an initiator to an entirely different kind of virtual assistant business and Marcel's as an integrator who took my lessons and did it in her own way too. You get both of our perspectives in an unscripted, free-spirited, and joyful approach to launching, running, and up-leveling your own VA business. Let's go to the show. meeting, our, our weekly meeting, and Marcel and I are talking about self-motivation and how when some people say like, oh, I probably couldn't be a VA because I'm not self-motivated. And and part of me wants to be like, you can do anything you want, honey. <laughs> like, right. I don't think, I don't think motivation is necessarily an issue of ability. I think it's an issue of desire and there's ways to hack that, but Marcel, you were just talking about when someone has like a fully, fully loaded calendar and what that can mean for clients if they were to take on clients. Yeah, I think I have to remember what all we were saying. I know, I should have recorded so much sooner. (laughs) I feel like when I hear or I see people who are always busy and So that's where I feel like self-motivation isn't necessarily the problem. I think it's finding what makes you motivated. So if it's family, you're going to run all these errands, you're going to do all of these things, and you are motivated to do those. So I feel like if you are motivated to do those things, you can be motivated to do anything. Mm. So you got to just figure out what else you love. But... When I hear people say that they aren't self-motivated or maybe I have a hesitance in seeing like watching somebody do things throughout their week or their day. And I'm like, well, how are you going to be a virtual assistant if you are so busy doing all of these other things and you're already feeling overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not necessarily self-motivation. I think it's more time management. And if you can kind of figure out how to manage those things, then you can add on clients. Because my thing, my fear for anybody that feels already overwhelmed in their tasks that they're doing in a day, 
but wants to bring on maybe a new business or something like that as a virtual assistant, my I look at that and I think, okay, but how are you going to make your clients feel? If you're already feeling this overwhelm of, I've got 20 things I got to do today and I can barely get those done, but you want to bring on clients because you would like to have an income, a side income, maybe you're a mom, you're a stay-at-home mom or something. How are you going to make those clients feel? So to me, it's, they're going to feel like they're in the way. Yeah. And I don't ever want to make a client feel like they're in their way. Yeah. So if you're thinking of becoming a virtual assistant, I think you need to think about prioritizing the time that you have right now, condensing it, time management skills, work on those, and then bring on clients because you can definitely do both. I think you and I are both great examples of being able to do both, mm -hmm. but Time management's huge. And I think that sometimes we confuse time management with self-motivation. Yeah. I think it's important to make sure that you have a enough buffer room in your schedule to complete the tasks that you're saying you're going to, to complete. So there's two types of people I see in this scenario that might struggle with self-motivation. One is the overwhelmed person mm -hmm. and the other is the underwhelmed person. Both, yeah. both happen. And I've experienced both. <laughs> I've yeah. had seasons of both. I've had times where my schedule is so packed that adding another thing, I just, I've told you several times, I'm just a human. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes the most frustrating part of my 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 experience is like being limited to the human body. <laughs> That's true. Um, but then there's also seasons where it's like I don't wanna. Yeah. Like I just don't wanna. And so what I found through these, when I'm in a se season of overwhelm, there's usually one I've got to ask for help. Where where am I resourced, and I where can I ask for help? Is it like asking for the kid or for my husband to run the kids around so that I can stay in my zone? Is it ordering my groceries? Is it saying no? Mm -hmm. Saying no to someone that wants to claim my time and then not feeling guilty about it, not feeling guilty about it because, you know, my work is passion for me. It is a place where I can go spend my energy and feel really good when I lay my head down at the end of the night, knowing that I made a difference. And if I didn't give myself that opportunity, <clears throat> things would just be different. Then I might go to the underwhelmed side. <laughs> the underwhelmed side, ooh, those seasons. Have you experienced an underwhelmed season where it's just hard to get yourself going? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I think comfortability feeds on not growing. So when I'm in that season, it's a lot of times I'm just like, I've, I have that overwhelm of not wanting to do anything because, well, I don't honestly know why. I don't know if it's hormones. I don't know what the heck it is. Every so <laughs> often you get in that, like, I need a break. I need mm. to just do nothing. But sometimes I can be really hard to get out of because you become comfortable. So then mm -hmm. things that wouldn't typically feel overwhelming. Now you're like, oh my gosh, I've got three tasks to get done today. How am I ever going to get that done? And I feel like it's because I've become comfortable 
And if I'm too comfortable, then I'm not going to grow. So it's shaking myself out of that like comfortability. And sometimes that means I just need to force myself to wake up earlier, go get a workout in. Mm, right away, that's instead it. Instead of waiting and then getting or or it's just getting changed. Or maybe it's all right, I'm already changed and I just need to th- put shoes on. Sometimes putting shoes on and wearing them throughout your house, you will stay motivated. You won't sit comfortably. So I don't know. There's sometimes I have to force myself to do those things. But I don't I think it's tricky. You know, know. what's what I just heard from you is what I've learned about like you're doing exactly what is required to beat that stillness, that lack of motivation, because I've always heard that the way to get motivated is one action. And that's when you said about getting into a workout or literally just putting on your shoes, which is the number two, which is giving yourself a short target to hit something Mm -hmm. that feels like easy to do. You're interested in doing it. And it's such a short target that you put on your shoes and just be like, all right, success. I haven't put on my shoes for eight days <laughs> like, yeah. or whatever. Like I haven't even considered a workout for eight days. And so all yeah. of a sudden you're like one, giving yourself a short target to get there and two movement. And sometimes we think, oh, the movement has to be in the direction of the thing we want to be motivated to do. And it doesn't. So no. like, I was just saying that, <clears throat> that I was listening to this business course and I got six minutes in before I was like super motivated to do this task that I hadn't been doing. <laughs> And so I thought like, I'll aim my, I'll aim my energy at this thing. And it ended up like that action got me right back on track where I wanted to be. So movement, short targets. Yeah. That's the, that's the trick. But when we talk about like, I'm not a self-motivated person, you're not, not going to be because that now you're giving yourself a label. Your unconscious mind is like, I can cling to that. I know what to do with that. I am got it noted doing it. Yep. And so my my advice for someone <clears throat> who is looking to be more motiva- mo- more motivated is to not say I am and instead say I've been. And just that simple switch um can disempower something that's just like lodged into our psyche a little bit. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't think it's a good idea for someone who's struggling currently with self-motivation to pull on another client or to pull on a client. Yeah. I think it's an opportunity to maybe play around with getting a business started because that might be the action in the right direction. We've always said that anything you do for your own business to get it set up, to get it rolling ends up being experience that you could put on your, I mean, we don't do resumes as contractors, but we do like a snapshot, just showing our skill set. but anything you do to get your own business set up ends up being a skill set that you can then offer to clients. And so just the action of getting your own business set up and getting it something that you really love that has a good flow. You can create a social media presence. If you wanted to do a website, you could do that. These are things that you can use for action and short targets to get yourself motivated and prepared to help clients. Yeah. So good. But that's true. In if you are having a hard time breaking the cycle, I wouldn't suggest becoming a BA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think maybe if you're at that point where you're like, okay, do I want to be a virtual assistant or do I want to start a, a business at all? Like whatever the business is but you're already feeling overwhelmed in your day-to-day, but maybe you're at the point where it's like, I, 
I financially need to contribute, but I also can't leave the house. There's just so many, it, it financially not worth like getting a babysitter or putting the kids, you know, whatever it is. But I, I think maybe setting the goal of, I want to start a business and now ask yourself a question, like, how can I start my business? And then do like, I think I saw somebody or heard somebody say like, write 20 answers to that question Mm. and then go after it. So setting that goal and then saying, okay, here's the things I need to, you know, here's the answers to that goal. Now, what do I need, you know, like do one of them today and start building up to that start of the business and give yourself a deadline. Oh yeah. Because I, love I that. think we have a lot more time in our day than we give ourselves the thought that we have. And, and I think when we start really squeezing things in or, you know, doing it, I think you'll find out that, wow, I actually got a lot more done today than I realized because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was able to tackle all of my norm plus a little more. So I think mindset is really where it boils down to, like you were saying. Yeah. I had a few thoughts while you were saying that. I think deadlines also should be something that feel totally possible to do. Because mm-hmm. if, we, if we're if we like, I'm going to start a business in three days, and also I don't know how, my brain's going to be like, we're not doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to feel possible. And also, like, when you have a question of, yeah, but how... Those sometimes are like <laughs> stop signs or like complete roadblocks in our minds to figuring out how to get it done. So make sure that you have someone to ask or a place to go that'll teach, which is, you know, why we created the, we created your VA lab to teach people how to do this. So you guys already know of a resource. Oh, another thing is, is if you are launching this business because you need money, there's going to be an imbalance of energy here because the goal of a virtual assistant is to assist someone, is to help make their lives easier. And I, I have felt if that has not been at the forefront of my interest, then my work hasn't been as good. If it's literally just down to this second is this many cents in my, for me personally, it's it's not joyful. It's like it's like game mechanics, you know, when you're trying to get to the next goal, trying to get to the next goal, trying to get to the next goal, but you're not really present in the level you're at because you're so focused onto the next goal. And so my my encouragement would be to focus on the person that you're helping through this action, the lessons that you're learning through this work. And those are more motivating than how much does this moment put in my pocket. Yeah. I do also realize that I have some privilege by even saying that by saying like, because we, we have enough money that this business isn't something that is a survival tool for me. It's a passion tool. And I, I realize this and I wish that for everybody. (laughs) I wish that for everybody, but there's been seasons where, you know, we were buying a house and Um, our down payment was way more than we thought that I had to get a little bit scrappy. There were seasons where it became a need. I didn't like them. (laughs) I didn't like them as much. It was not as fun, but yeah, it's keeping the client mission and reminding ourselves that having a virtual assistant business is saying like, this is not about me. When we're doing Mm -hmm. our work, it's not about us. It's not about our opinions. The client says, I want it done this way. And even if we're like, not, 
that's the choice. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not about us. We're here yeah. to serve someone else. Yeah. And it's we cool. Give our recommendations based off of yeah. our professional, uh, you know, opinions, but ultimately it's their business and I'm happy to serve them however they would like within my realm of, you know, offers. But so yeah. it does require a special person that is totally happy with it not being about them. And as, <laughs> this is where having this business has been a little tricky for you and I, because neither one of us are like the spotlight person, like put me in the spotlight. I'll do, I'll use my face. I'll just like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be the figurehead. We're both like, Ooh, this is why we chose a virtual assistant, right? So we could be in the background, not at the forefront. But I guess we had to push through our fears, right? Yeah, yeah. And look yeah. how many we, people we've helped. This is great. Yeah. Through our through my awkwardness, I feel great. And, and mine. <laughs> it's like, can you do this kind of work? Can you do this kind of work? Like, we'll do any of it. It's like, can you be the figurehead of a company and be like, ooh. Ooh. That sounds big. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's why it is kind of rare to see companies like virtual assistant training companies. I've seen a few, but what I witness is, is they aren't really doing the VA work anymore. This is not a blanket statement across the board. Just some of the ones that I've seen is they were like, I had the season of being a VA and now I am the figurehead of a company teaching you how to be a VA. And so that's one type of of training to go through as someone who has experienced it. And we just bring something different. We are a hundred percent VAs. Yeah. And then we have this side project where we're like, wouldn't it be cool if we helped other people learn how to do this and help them feel what we get to feel and fill their bank accounts. Like we get to do like, I think we're, the cool we're part, different. Yeah. I think the cool part is, is because we are still, virtual assistants, we haven't left that to just specifically teach on it. I think our skills are always growing. So then we mm -hmm. were always adding new value to our course. So it's evergreen. We're constantly adapting and, and adding and changing. So thank think, goodness, because there's some things that I, I believed early in my virtual assistant career career. And now like three, four years later, I'm like, that wasn't the best way to go. <laughs> it, it worked. It got me. That got me to here. Yeah. 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 But I've like, even a year ago from, from now, like I am just a completely different person. The way I do business is completely different. Granted, now I'm, my role is different. Now I'm a COO in one of the companies still under the virtual assistant side, still as a contractor and all that, but now I'm managing people. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at that. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't give myself enough credit sometimes, but sometimes I'm like, who put me in charge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just human. <laughs> That's funny. But just like I've I've learned so much, I've been able to do the virtual assistant side, the online business manager side, and now outright running the operations of a bigger brand. And I've learned so much even in the last year that now I'm able to share about those things. And even my mindset has changed a lot in the last year. So 
I'm grateful that we still have boots on the ground (laughs) (laughs) and that we get to do this too. Yeah. Same too. But I guess back to self-motivation so we can not do an hour long self-motivation and go off on tangents. I think that sometimes we use that as an excuse rather than rather than acknowledging where we're at and then going from there. I think it's very important to be honest with, okay, where am I at right now? Am I actually not self-motivated or am I just fooling myself so that I can stay comfortable and not grow or go and do? So I think, I think we just need to be honest with the point that we're at. And a, a good starting point is you need that. So if you can reflect on where you're at right now and then say, change your verbiage and then, you know, set your course. Mm-hmm. I think it all starts with the question, what do I want? Because if there's not interest, mm-hmm. then there's not going to be self-motivation. If there's pressure from someone else saying like, you need a job and you need to work from home and you found being a VA, but if it's not interesting and you're not actually into it, that's another reason why self-motivation could be labeled the issue when it's, it's not the issue, right? It's <laughs> you need interest, energy, and the belief that it's possible. And then motivation is a myth. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a myth. <laughs> Step off my soapbox. <laughs> that was good. I liked it. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Anything we can say to round out this episode be true to you Mm -hmm. find the things that you enjoy and then go help other people do those things easy peasy that's right short and simple (laughs) (laughs) so let's go do the thing and if you guys need help in launching your own virtual assistant business check the show notes we've got you (laughs) make sure you follow the show to get notified when new episodes drop And if you're ready to learn more about launching your own virtual assistant business, check the show notes for info on how you can launch quickly and easily with your VA lab. We're so glad you're here.